Father mentioned at the beginning of Mass an encounter with the coronavirus. All I can say is, me too. But in the words of Julian of Norwich, all is well. As we lean into the second half of our Lenten journey, our Gospels are from John. Today's Gospel is another familiar one, that of the man who was blind from birth. It is somewhat curious that the man doesn't have a name. This is a method that John uses, creating an opportunity for us to place ourselves in the shoes of a person in the Gospel. For example, as the woman at the well, or as a disciple loved by Jesus, or in this case, the man born blind. As John writes, right off the bat, the disciples see this man blind from birth and ask, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents? In the culture of the time, the general thinking was that God rewards good and punishes evil. If you were rich, you had your reward. But if you were poor, life was a punishment brought on by yourself, your parents, or your ancestors. Your trials and struggles were the result of being a sinner and led to rejection from the community. After the man washes in the pool of Siloam, the Pharisees question him as to how his sight was restored. The man relates how Jesus made a clay, anointed his eyes, and then had him wash. While we might see this as a miracle, John uses another literary tactic by referring to healings such as this as signs, the point being that Jesus did not perform these acts to impress or to amaze, but rather to reveal something. Then the Jews, the religious authorities, ascertained from the man's parents that he was indeed born blind, but the parents, not knowing how his sight was restored, told the Jews to ask their son. So he was questioned a second time. How did he open your eyes? And the, and the man, exasperated, says, I told you already. Why do you want to hear it again? The Jews claim Jesus as a sinner. Then, in their questioning of the man, blame his sinfulness. You were born totally in sin. And then cast him out rejecting him, as the Samaritan woman in last week's gospel was ostracized by her community. In his confrontations with the Pharisees, the Jews, and the neighbors, the formerly blind man gives witness to Jesus. The neighbors and those who had seen him as a beggar betray their own spiritual blindness, as he describes to his neighbors his healing, he uses the very words of Jesus to reveal, to refer to himself as I am. Recall from the book of Samuel, man, man sees the appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. They don't recognize him and how his life has been changed. Jesus does not just restore the man's sight, 
but also gives healing and peace, restoring his wholeness. Jesus, with his saliva made a clay paste, anointed the man's eyes. In smearing the clay paste on his eyes, he touched the man. The word anointed calls forth how we are touched by God's grace through the sacraments of the church. From Father Dave's homily last week, as Jesus touched the Samaritan woman, revealing to her the life-giving water of God, water that gives eternal life. So Jesus physically touched this man and healed his physical blindness. Jesus heals him, and the man born blind was rejected because he gave recognition how he was anointed, giving witness to Jesus as the Messiah. The man questions Jesus, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? Jesus answers him with his supreme majesty, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. While Jesus does not say it explicitly, he practically said his name, I am. Jesus revealed himself to the man. Before Jesus healed him, he revealed to his disciples that I am the light of the world. In a similar sense, he revealed himself to the Samaritan woman at the well when she declared that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. Jesus revealed to her, I am he, the one speaking with you. In the gospel, Jesus chastises the, the Pharisees for their spiritual blindness. Those poor Pharisees could not recognize their own spiritual blindness. Do we realize when we experience a spiritual blindness? Sin, in a sense, masks our, our eyes. We can become blind to where Jesus wants to lead us, to God and what, and what he may be telling us to do. As we go about our lives, are we able to see and to recognize the less fortunate, those who are in need? Are we able to see the face of Jesus in them? Or are we like the rich man, who, even though Lazarus was near his door, either could not see him or chose to ignore him. Jesus teaches that in our sinfulness we can be blind, but that as the Samaritan woman received eternal life through the spiritual water that Jesus gave, so are we reborn when we receive his touch in the sacrament of reconciliation. The grace of the sacrament removes our spiritual blindness, freeing us from sin, enabling us to see more clearly where Jesus is leading us. By our repentance, the light drawn from us by sin is restored. We read in Ephesians, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the, in the Lord. For light produces every kind of goodness and righteousness and truth. The author uses the word darkness as a means to describe evil in the world 
and of evil spirits battling against the light in an attempt to overcome it. While we may lose our way through sin, Jesus resets our moral compass. Acts of sinfulness draw us away spiritually from the light of Christ and into darkness. At times we may walk in the dark valley. Those who encounter Jesus become aware of and see the need for forgiveness. God, through his infinite mercy, forgives us of our sins, no matter how grave. In his, in his apostolic exhortation on the Eucharist, Pope Benedict XVI said that through the signs of bread and, and wine, Christ the Lord willed to entrust to us his body and the blood which he shed for the forgiveness of our sins. With that assurance, let us abandon our sins, repent, and believe in the Lord our God. May we turn to Christ, the light of the world, so that the veil of darkness from our spiritual blindness may be banished, revealing to us the good works of God.